think you're in jeopardy? Oh no, it's time to play Wheel of Misfortune! Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast or BattleBots podcast today, I suppose. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always. He's bringing those stats in stacks and he owns two cats. It's Robbie Armlessly. It's, those are all facts, so I cannot, <laughs> I cannot deny anything you said. It rhymes, so it's true. It's, yeah, that's how you know if something's true, Yeah, how much it rhymes. That's why I never trust a poem that doesn't rhyme. Nope. I mean, I can't think of a poem that doesn't rhyme. Is that a thing? A lot of haikus. Oh, yeah. Do we class the haiku as a poem? I don't really know. They're more like a phrase or a... Yeah. Or like a, They're more like a haiku, I guess. <laughs> Unique. <laughs> so we're a podcast about robot fighting. See, yep, this is not our <laughs> spin-off poetry <laughs> podcast. You have not clicked on the wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, and we are back to BattleBots. Uh, we were going to do the last episode about BattleBots, but somehow we wound right back up at Robot Wars again. Yep, so now we're on. <laughs> Finally, episode three <laughs> of the 2018 series of BattleBots. <laughs> we're running a little late. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, this is uh, episode three of BattleBots Fight Night. Are there any other kinds of night? Well, yes, when they get to the actual tournament. Well, yeah, then it's what? Tournament night. I don't know, we haven't got to that point yet, so I don't, I don't know what they looks like, to be quite honest with you. Oh god, they're going to have to change the infographic. Yep. I mean, they, they're just making a rod for their own back, aren't they, really? It might just say BattleBots without any kind of knight. Oh, maybe. That'd be a disappointment. The last one should be called Champ Knight or something. Champ Knight. How many bots have we got tonight? Eleven. We have eleven robots for you to go through. <laughs> so naturally, being that we're this late, you have all of your quips well prepared. <laughs> We're winging it. <laughs> oh, yes. So we're going to go over the bots as if they are uh, products or companies being advertised on the radio. Good luck, man. No, no <laughs> luck at all. <laughs> no luck needed. <laughs> all right, the bots this episode are... Class is in session and they're about to teach you a lesson. It's the Professor of Pain and Scholar of Maine. Get ready to be driven insane. It's... Overhaul! For when you absolutely must haul something over something, overhaul! Kids, come in for recess. It's about to be nap time. We may not be on the playground, but I do see Saw! It's Saw Blaze! Need to cut something, but also want it to be on fire? Saw Blaze! If this bot wrote a book, it would be called Fifty Shades of Slay! Hope you know the safe word. It's Whiplash! Have you been in a car accident? (laughs) This spot will make you feel like it's December when it leaves you dismembered. Bundle up! It's Hypothermia! Tired of living in cold conditions? (laughs) Contract Hypothermia now! That'd be the worst company name. <laughs> it's a 
terrible. Be like if the fire brigade were called like the, the Bernie Burn Police or something. It's like, terrible. Or Crispin or something like. Three box in the box shouldn't be allowed, but it is. It's the Four Horsemen. Come on. Give me a company that the four horsemen are going to help you with. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the? Want to eradicate all life on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> Give pestilence, death, war and famine. <laughs> Nuclear holocaust, not biblical enough? Call the four horsemen. <laughs> That'll do. This lawyer's robot has the strength of 12 angry men. All rise for Double Jeopardy! For when single Jeopardy isn't enough, call Double Jeopardy now. This bot was built by a diabolical engineer who put together parts that'll have you in fear. Time to unleash this badass design. It goes by the name Gamma 9! Come see the latest explosive science fiction film, Gamma 9, in cinemas now. <laughs> I swear I've seen a film called Gamma 9. I feel like, yeah, it's something like Robots from Gamma 9. No, or, it does yeah, sound yeah. Like it, doesn't it? <laughs> More magical than a warlock. Shuts you out like a door lock. Walks on you like the boardwalk. All right, there's no more talk. It's Warhawk! Find yourself fighting a bunch of hawks. Don't know what to do. Call Warhawk now. Its spinner is deadlier than a game of Russian roulette. Responsible for more hacks than the KGB. It's Axe Backwards! Oh no, my axe isn't facing the right way round. Don't worry, we can call Axe Backwards. <laughs> this sounds like they wouldn't solve the problem at all. <laughs> it's just going to make things much worse. Like a toaster in the bathtub. A golf club in a lightning storm. Finding your girlfriend's retainer in your best friend's mouth? This robot will give you the shock of your life. It's Hypershock! Man, this shock is taking too long. <laughs> I am not in shock yet. Don't worry, there's a company for that. It's hungry and ready for gore. It'll chew you up and devour you in one gigabyte. It's every dental hygienist's worst nightmare. Bite force! I mean, it's going to be something to do with dentistry, but I'm, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm wiped out. I've got There's nothing left in the to tank. to do with dentistry. <laughs> I'm just exhausted already. We haven't even started reviewing the episode yet, and I'm absolutely exhausted. Potentially oh. one of the most incredibly diverse lineups we've had in, in one sense anyway half of them are front-facing vertical spinners so they aren't that diverse really but this no. is a interesting episode but i mean in robot uh design aesthetics and the teams themselves it's, there is a lot of strange stuff going on here it is all over the place okay overhaul main features a grappling jaw slash beak and lifting arms primary purpose is more to grab and control the opponent as opposed to crushing weapons are interchangeable depending on whether it wants to be more damage focused or control focused 
It was initially designed as a shuffle bot, so with little legs shuffling along, but it uses wheels in more serious competition, such as this. And the team is called Equal Zero Robotics. Equal Zero. Equals Zero. Equals Zero. Mm. Oh. Did you say it used to walk about on little legs? Yeah, it was a shuffle bot. I think oh. it still technically can. It's because it says uses wheels for more serious competition, so yeah. it sounds like sometimes they go back to shuffling. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing practical about uh, having no, no form tiny of walking stick legs. <laughs> has ever it just doesn't work too well. There's no real. There's convenient no speed way of or urgency. Around. No mobility is a bit of an issue, and they're just big old targets. Indeed. What do you think of overhaul? I've already forgotten what it looks like. I'm very honest with you. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a blue crusher pincer fang. Oh, well, I remember it. Now. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's practical design. Um, it's nice to see a crusher slash pincer. Uh, any in any circumstances, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice when they do well because the damage is always satisfying. Yes, it's yeah, very visual. You can really see what's happening. Yeah, it's like like when you step barefoot on some cereal, you know, and it's like yeah, yeah. yes. No one else knows this. It's just me, isn't it? Yes, that. <laughs> yeah. No one else empties a bag of cornflakes onto the floor and then steps on it barefoot. Maybe it's because I'm a Weetabix kind of guy and that's... <laughs> yeah, that would not be as satisfying. It would be kind of awkward. Yeah. It'd just be like just trying to put on some bad shoes. Does that explain all the cornflakes on the floor around <laughs> here at the moment? explain why we're surrounded by cornflakes, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to good old Sawblaze by the team G3 Robotics. Oh, it's got a saw. It does have a saw. Yeah, I just want to clarify that before we moved on. It's described as dustpan shaped, which kind of works. Instead yeah. of instead of a dustpan, it's three forks or prongs. Yeah, which lead into the mounted top center saw, similar to Dead Metal for Robot Wars fans in terms of how the saw is. Yeah, it's on, an, on arm, an arm, isn't it? It, it kind of comes down, and uh, yeah, it's great design. So the history, uh, as mentioned in the episode, one of them, it's a, they're former members of the Overhaul team. So it's former teammates facing each other here. So the idea is they didn't like the direction that the team was going in, in terms of robot design, I guess. and Or they just felt like giving it a go themselves. Yeah, I don't yeah. really know. It doesn't no. seem to be specified. It doesn't specify, but there's definitely some, some genuine heat between them. They there's... definitely want, to, they really want to be able to beat each other. Oh yeah, yeah. There is beef. Legit beef. It has previous versions. Uh, it's stronger and smaller uh, sore arm. More solid parts. It sounds like it's just basically a general upgrade of what it used to be for Sawblaze. Yeah. Pretty cool bot. I mean, effective saw, as we'll see, which you don't see that often these days. Like an actual buzz saw kind of like design. A proper yeah, saw. Yeah. One that's actually, I mean, that saw must be made of something pretty impressive. Yeah, it doesn't seem to take damage when it's dealing it. Yeah. And it's, it's not exactly cutting through soft stuff. Let's move on to Whiplash. So Whiplash has a uppercut kind of system with its uh spinner it does it's gone down a fairly classic route arm lifter and vertical spinner combo which is a pretty versatile weapon mm -hmm. perhaps the most unique part of it is they can almost use the arm with the spinner inside it like a hammer going completely 180 degrees behind them and hitting from over the top not a lot of robots have to worry about a spinner hitting them from above but mm. with the case of whiplash that's totally possible. Yeah. Pretty clever. That's where a lot of bots these days are not going to have the strongest of armor. They're expecting either a head-on or side assault from a, a spinner. 
Shielded on front, vulnerable at the sides. Exposed chain and wheels. Yes, a lot of exposure here. They're very exposed. But it's a calculated risk, isn't it? <laughs> it is a calculated risk. They, they can definitely deal damage and have a very unique and versatile weapon, but it won't take long to take them out if they're not extremely careful. The team, Fast Electric Robotics, have built robots for TV, including um, Nickelodeon and Disney shows and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Mm, not too bad. Yeah. So they've got experience in building robots. This might be their first time with a killer bot that they're making. They've done signs are pretty cool. Excellent. Now we've got hypothermia. 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 Twin grabbing claws. Is that what we're calling them? Grabbing claws and a wedge looks like it's inspired by an axle bot, but it does not really that at the same time. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't strike me as particularly threatening. It, it looks like it's going for more of a grab and pull about kind of deal, but it doesn't seem yeah. all that strong either, which is what no. you really need with that kind and of to, robot. To grab and pull, you're dependent on uh, on tires, and these tires are just big old targets on the side of the bot. Yeah, you want four very. I you... tried to think of the word for grip. Yeah, <laughs> grippy tires. <laughs> yeah. You want something that was really gonna help you push and pull yeah. and get that grip on the floor so you can't be pushed about. You need to be one in control when you've got a grabbing control bot. Exactly. And if you're dependent on your tyres, you can't afford to lose one, so you'd want some sort of a, I don't know, I suppose a band around the bot protecting it. Uh, whereas these wheels are just like, hi, we're here. <laughs> Come yeah. and take us away. The team is Team Toad, who we have seen before. Um, Fuzzy, the team leader we saw in the world series of robot wars oh boy with cathard 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 the stock robot he had to use yeah and didn't they did a team cheat against them in a tag team match or something so yeah they got points given to them that was but it. they still lost miserably that's what it sounds like that yeah. Was it. yeah that was yeah. the one that's awesome. them that's this guy team toad excellent welcome didn't back. have like a is this the same guy who had his robot-themed, like, restaurant bar thing that didn't go too far he had for a little while? Oh, with, like, a little um, arena in the centre. I think that's the one. Yeah. I think this is the guy. So good on paper. So good on paper, yeah. <laughs> so good on paper. It's almost like it doesn't quite have the reach people think it does, this mm. show. Shame, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. But that's hypothermia. I'm not too... Im I'm not going to say I'm not impressed by it. I can't build it. But... When you look at, say, Tombstone, yeah, and you go, you know what, I was going to beat that. A machine with no grip on the floor that's <laughs> just going to sort of grab it. <laughs> it's not going to do a, anything, It's not a practical it? design. You don't know what the story is behind it. I mean, did they have to shed some stuff for the weight? Or, you know, it's... Or is it just There's a obviously an idea going into it. Yeah. Well, now we've got another familiar bot. It's the Four Horsemen, or yeah. as we know them, the Swarm, although yeah. these are slightly different. And also Creepy Crawlies in BattleBot Season 2. So they've been around for a little while <laughs> yeah. with the, uh, the multi-bot. The cluster bot without anything to cluster around. Yep. Oh, they've all, they're also in King of Bots as... I can't remember their name in that, but... Yeah, they've been in everything with this, uh, with this kind of system. We saw them get wrecked in Robot Wars as the Swarm, although they were unfortunate mm. enough to face some pretty strong spinners at that time. Yeah. Yeah, spinners kind of make short work of... Uh... Of a cluster bot. bots if you, and little if bots, they can, yeah. If they can hit them, if they're in within that reach, 
Yeah. The Four Horsemen consists of war, famine and pestilence, and I guess, I don't know, maybe they didn't want death on TV, so they went with Buttercup, the Wedge. Three spinners and a wedge makes sense. If you remember, the Swarm were all different kinds of bots, I think. Yeah, there was like yeah. one spinner, a wedge, one which was, I can't remember, it looked very strange, had like flaps on it and mm. all this kind of stuff. This one, they've realised all they need is the spinners and the, the one wedge to keep the control going. It's the most practical design, isn't it? Yeah, it's Especially, the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah. Wedge gets under, spinners can come in and exactly just start attacking. I mean, you're not going to have full-blown knockout impact power, are you? Yeah. Out of a bot that small. It's all about but chipping away, isn't Exactly. It? Chipping away, getting some points, and being a nuisance. Uh, a fact about the team leader or captain, Ian Watts. He once got stuck 30 metres underwater in a cave at midnight in the Indian Ocean. But he's all right now, yeah? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still there to oh, this boy. day. This is a fun fact. That's a fun fact. Well, I mean, we have different ideas of what fun is, but... yeah. <laughs> So the team is now called Team Four Horsemen, known as Team Big Brother in the UK. They have been around for quite a while, originally with the robot Big Brother and Bigger Brother, which were flippers way back in the day in mm. classic robot wars. Now we have all sorts of things. They think they had Orte as well in the first reboot of Robot Wars, which didn't get very far. Yeah. What are they dressed up as? Um, Steampunk? Yeah, why... Are they not dressed up as each respective horseman, being oh, that there's four of them? Oh, damn. <clears throat> yeah. Big dark cloaks. They should have come out looking like... One of them's buck. Like ring wraiths, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, that would have um, been amazing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Like big, dark, torn black cloaks and scythes and swords and stuff. And Missed opportunity. Yeah, They're see. the four horsemen, damn yeah. it. Yeah. Not the four steampunk cosplayers. <laughs> four <laughs> steampunk blokes. That's not how it works. <laughs> We've the- now got Double Jeopardy from Team Double Trouble. Oh, wouldn't you know it's twins? Oh, God. Double I Jeopardy. I didn't even think Double of that. Oh, yeah, twins, you see. It's the, you know. Well, this one is unique. It gets hyped up at the very start of the episode because it's our first cannon bot. It's a cannon. Yeah, it is a cannon on wheels. It looks a, it looks like a piece of a steam engine on wheels, really. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, a pusher bot kind of box thing, but it's genuinely got a cannon. 190 mile per hour with 4,500 pounds of force because it has a five pound slug that it fires. Problem being, it has one bullet. It is literally loaded like an old school cannon where you pop the thing in the front of the barrel, push it down there and it shoots out. It seems a little... Gimmick bot. It is a gimmick bot because if your one shot doesn't immediately knock something out... yeah. Then what? It's got a practical-ish design. It is a oh, compact it is, it's, square. It's still a compact square pusher bot. I mean, what frustrates me is that it's a, a pair of twins, and the team name is based around the fact that they're twins. The bot's called Double Jeopardy. Yep. And how many cannons do you put on it? <laughs> One. One cannon. One cannon. There should have been twin cannons. There should have been twin cannons. That would have been so much better. It would have made so much more sense. And you know what? Just a spike or a fork or something else. Something else. Uh, do they even have a wedge at the front? Nope. It is a bit. Oh, it, you would just slope the down. bot. Why not slope the bot? Yeah. Because then, like, something gets stuck on you and they're literally facing your cannon. Oh, God, yeah. You can you know fire I mean? it from underneath. Yeah, exactly. No one has huge amounts of armor on the underside yeah, of their bot. Sideways pincer. Trap the bot and then shoot it in the face. Oh. Oh, man. 
And it's been around for a while because it applied for season 10 of Robot Wars, but was rejected for safety reasons. Considering the amount of time things went through the safety glass of Robot Wars, good that's a good call yeah, i'm surprised they managed to actually get this past this time because the canon itself is really impressive on paper oh yeah yeah there's um a five pound slug being shot at 190 miles per hour is no joke yeah. i'm it's not 100 percent sure i mean can i mean i'm assuming the bulletproof glass can take that must be also. they must have had a think about it and actually done the maths and been like yep the crowd are definitely safe yeah, no one is gonna get their <laughs> legs shot off by this machine amazing well, as we, well, considering the immense damage it ends up doing, yeah, we'll, I think we'll everyone talk, was safe. We'll get to that later, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But hey, you got your unique idea coming in here. Something new. Yeah. Maybe it's the start of something. You know, they're the first ones to try. We've seen some of the real early spinners. They don't do much. I mean, it's almost the beginning of tank combat um, in robot fighting. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That would be a, a nice next progression or evolution of robot wars do you know what i mean it'd be kind of <laughs> cool to see actual building mini tanks and actually having warfare that'd be kind of cool there we go yeah next on to the most featured bot of the episode gamma nine gamma nine the gamma nine forgot about man it is yeah it just kind of blends in there's nothing really outstanding about gamma nine it's just a practical dependable looking bot i guess team name gamma brigade of course what does that mean gamma <laughs> so much gamma so much gamma so they've competed with various gamma based bots in previous competitions this one is a black and red box with forks and a claw so it sort of grabs from the front there's a dome in the center which looked like it had eyes on it, but I couldn't tell. But apparently that's a signature look for the team, is having that dome. Having just so every, dome every robot they have has that kind of central dome. So if they got flipped, would the dome maybe provide some sort of balance thing? Maybe get them back on their feet again? Or Looking is at it them, just for, no. No, it's I'd just say for aesthetic. It's, and it's, it's just, just for the aesthetic okay. of it. That's fine. Yeah, it's kind of got those like blood drop eyes. Yeah. 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 It's just a nice look. It's just, it's a cool little bot. There's not a huge amount to say about Gamma 9 to the point where in the episode they don't say a huge no, amount they, about Gamma 9. It's, it's not until the match itself really gets underway that they actually acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. And by but, the uh, way, Gamma 9 is here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's another bot there. Yeah, very interesting. Very, uh, well, no, not interesting at all. It's very generic bot. It's, it's not much to say Basic about it. Basic bot, there's no one to complain about it. There's no. not much to say about it either. Yeah. <laughs> leads us on to warhawk warhawk which War actually standing for the team name which is western allied robotics huh i don't know either no quite convenient though that it's you know yeah the war yeah western allied robotics hawk do you reckon they came up with war first and then came up with that you know oh so they could just keep know. doing different like the next one could be called nuclear war yeah, so on and exactly. so forth world war. we need to use the word war and then we'll just work backwards well, and come yeah. up with something for it to you know to stand for later uh well compared to the previous spot this one's actually very colorful and uh it's got sort of a tribal yeah got the native american tribal designs all over it it's what is it a front wedge vertical spinner vertical spinning disc four wheeled again very practical design it's almost like there's this one set standard bot and everyone goes to the shop and buys it and then puts stickers on it. Yeah, that kind of front wedge into a 
central spinning disc. Whoever did it first really should have copyrighted it because it is... Oh god, they'd be making a mint right now. <laughs> it is a really popular design. It does have some skate wheels located above the spinner, in case it's inverted, which look like little googly eyes. We decided they look like Muppet eyes. They do, like, like a, a beaker. beaker. It looks like... And once you see it, you cannot oh, unsee it. it. It looks panicked all the yeah, time. Like it, it's really it frightened. It goes from of... a regular looking bot, but once it's once you've got it in your head, you cannot see anything other than this bot's blind panic as it charges forward. <laughs> it looks like it's genuinely frightened of <laughs> the damage it's causing. Like it's all an accident and it doesn't know what to do. So good. Uh, it made for a very fun match that it has, actually, <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> there's just these googly eyes going around. Warhawk, pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I like Warhawk. Uh, we now got Axe Backwards from Kurtrox Robotics. So Axe Backwards is just a two-wheeled drum spinner. <laughs> yeah. And that is actually the summary of all its parts. <laughs> My notes on it. I usually have a good paragraph. This says, drum with wheels, two axes, question mark. I don't know where the axes come <laughs> so into this at all. <laughs> we, we return to that later, but there is some sort of question mark over what this bot's actually... Oh, he's got teeth, hasn't it, on the on the drum. On the drum. So it's looking for that kind of damage. But uh, axe, I, d- I didn't see it. Well, I mean, we see the axes at some point in yeah. the match, but not in the way that they're intended to no. be used. No, <laughs> let's put it that way. More like they fell off the shelf. But it's uh, <laughs> the most unique bot, maybe, in the lineup, other than, I suppose, the four horsemen. I mean, it's, mm. it is literally just a drum spinner, and then they built some wheels around it. They really push the weight of the drum spinner. They're like, this is a hundred and something pound drum spinner without really acknowledging the fact that it's not really a hundred pounds worth that's spinning. Yeah, yeah. And it's a huge surface area. Yeah. Big they make target. it sound a lot more powerful than what it really is. Those wheels on the side are again, expo- what is it with exposed tires and this episode? It's almost battle bots as a whole really goes for either winning one shot or you losing one shot. It's all about that one big hit. Does it feel like, especially like with uh, the latest Robot Wars, that Carbide kind of broke the exposed wheels permanently for like UK? Yeah, it became and... such a big deal for us over here that everyone wanted to keep wheels not exposed. And everyone yeah. who had exposed wheels, particularly big tyre wheels, like smaller mm. plastic ones, you might be able you, to get, you can away, get away with it. It's yeah. a much smaller target and they have a bit more of a chance of surviving a hit. But your big, tiry, mm. giant wheels that are 25 to 30% of the surface area of your robot. Had to go. They had to go. You don't survive very long. No. They just shoot off. It and was- that happens many times this episode <laughs> as well. So the excuse everyone uses, well, well BattleBot's different. That ruins the chances for a number of teams this episode <laughs> very quickly as well. Oh, yeah. Where they could have stood a chance. But oh, well. Hypershock. Hypershock. Um, you'll never guess what's exposed. Um, it's penis. <laughs> well, it's, is it the wheels? By any <laughs> oh, God damn it. It's the goddamn wheels. It's really, uh, oh, it's a, so it's twin disc spinner. Very bright colors is kind of their thing. Sort of like an eighties kind of electro. Vaporwave kind of vibe thing going That's on what here. What the team are going for? Um, do you know what the team's called? What shenanigans and co? 
Uh, what? <laughs> shenanigans and company. Yeah, shenanigans. They do shenanigans. They do shenanigans. They don't do robots. They no. do shenanigans. They, they pull Des- the fast one on you. Described as a remote control car on steroids. Probably not, though, is it? No, I'd say more on acid. Or something <laughs> something along those lines. Feels like it's a remote control car on nostalgia. Oh god, yeah. Basically. On all the snap nostalgia you hate as well. I think that because this is um this is a main event bot, mm-hmm. so it's built quite heavily throughout the episode. Uh but the design itself, twin disc spinners. I think it's mostly the the hype of the bot is basically based around the team and the look and um, previous success. Have, yeah, it has previous success, but in a like in a to their credit, a wacky way. Yep, that is true. That is true. <laughs> they swatted a drone out of the air with a rake. That sounds ridiculous <laughs> when you, you've not seen it. Yes. <laughs> like, Without what? context, that doesn't make any sense. But, but uh, yeah. In context, an incredible moment for BattleBots at the time. So you can see where the hype comes from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But God, did they milk it a bit. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. They talk about how the rake is basically a celebrity in and of itself, basically. <laughs> yeah, almost. But Hypershock, we'll see a lot more of them throughout the episode anyway. So yeah. that leaves us with our final one. Um, appropriate that we're talking about it finally, because we have already spoken about this robot before. It was in episode one in, I think, the first match as well. Yep. It's Bite Force, a previous champion. We see them defeat Blacksmith, a decent mm-hmm. robot. But for the sake of reference, compact box design, protected wheels, wedges on front with a central spinner, powerful, practical, everything you could want. Wedge, spinner, no weaknesses that are obvious, done. Simple. And practical team for a practical bot. There's nothing flashy about them. They don't need to do anything flashy because they can just beat the crap out of it. Exactly. They're there to win. And that's it. And it looks like they could. Yeah. Genuinely looks like they could do it. And that's the 11 robots oh, in this episode. So bad. Oh my God. We're like half an hour in. We need to now start talking about the episode. It's time for this episode. So we get our little opener. Um, they're hyping the cannon of Double Jeopardy immediately, mm-hmm. which to be fair, it's it's a first for them. Like, it's probably the mo- most unique bot this episode. Like you said, outside of... Maybe Axe backwards, but we've seen Axle bots before. Yeah. Um, four Horsemen. Four Horsemen have been on uh, Battle Bots before and other competitions before. Yeah. So they that's been seen before. A cannon, like a proper cannon with an actual slug inside. Mm-hmm. It's not been seen. So when they were filming that, they, they didn't know whether this was going to cause crazy damage in an immense moment. On paper, it's uh It makes sense to, to feature it. It makes sense. We get a rundown of the card. We don't need to go through that. We already know what we're doing. We're going to go yep. through every match anyway. Once again, as with um, BattleBots, a lot of hype for the main event. Bite Force versus Hypershock. Yeah. We get a lot of promos. A the lot of promos. A lot of time dedicated to Hypershock. building up that match and Hypershock in general. Yeah. So we get our first match then. So it's Overhaul versus Sawblaze. Sawblaze immediate control gets the front forks under overhaul pins against the wall and just uses the saw while pinning them yeah i mean saw blaze can get under that's the problem it's the ground clearance issue isn't it yeah, it is overhaul have this uh unicorn horn to try and fend off uh saw blaze but it's it 
redundant straight from the get-go i completely guess redundant. the idea is if they'd go head on the unicorn horn would get caught up in the saw's arm so they couldn't use it but man you're really relying on the perfect collision yeah it did not happen so the actual uh moments in the match where the saw is used are awesome sparks visible damage it looks great it looks like a really effective saw overhaul don't get a look in the whole match is they get together saw blade saw overhaul they Done. pry apart yeah then they just go back to that every time it's counted out it's ko saw blaze wins it all yeah. came down to ground clearance that's what it was yeah it's simple like yeah. saw blaze had that control yeah. and that allowed them to get their saw in a ko from a saw bot hey impressive stuff Pretty really cool. really cool yeah but quick one-sided match yep that should be the subtitle of the episode <laughs> Not the last time that that's going to happen. Oh, not even slightly. <laughs> that's that. That is that, is that, that is whole it. match. Moving on, on to the yeah. next one. Yeah. It's Whiplash versus Hyperfermia. Mike, really interesting match. This one, guess what happens? Um, it's it's the fight of the exposed tyres. It really is. Yeah. You're right. It really is. Yeah. To be fair on Hyperthermia, it starts with them in a slightly early advantage. They get a grip on Whiplash. Yep. Push them into those rotating screw things on the side. Yep. After that, it's Whiplash's match completely. Oh, so Hypo just gets that one bit of offense at the beginning, and then it all falls apart. Quite literally. Yep. Whiplash connects with one blow. They target the tires and make chase. Knocks off a wheel with absolute ease. I mean, statistically, one of them was definitely losing a wheel at some point in this match. And considering Whiplash are the ones of a spinner, it was hypothermia. We're <laughs> always going to be losing a wheel in this match. <laughs> There's not much more to say. Whiplash just uses a bunch of blows to mangle um, different pieces of hypothermia. The claws get mangled a little bit. It's yeah. missing a wheel. Once you're missing a wheel, you're redundant. You're pretty much done. Yeah. It's not like you've lost drive in one wheel, but you can still kind of shuffle your way along because the wheel's still there and can still spin. It just yeah. doesn't have power. It's not there. You're pretty much reduced to a small circle you can go in. <laughs> It's it's sad, isn't it? It's like a lame lame horse or a yeah or one of those shopping trolleys that you don't want. Is <laughs> yeah the ones you see in the river. Yeah. When you see a bot with a wheel missing, just kind of sadly trying to get going. It's. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a bot come back from missing a wheel, especially if it only has two wheels to begin with. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe if it has four and it loses one, there's a chance. But yeah. I've never seen a two wheel bot lose a wheel and come back and mount some amazing offense <laughs> there was no chance after this what no. they can grab and then what they can't exactly. pull anything along yeah. or do anything with it nope game over whiplash wins quick easy ko for whiplash it is one-sided match again and then a seamless segue into another promo for the main event absolutely oh, i've got to build up that main event man it's, it's a it's a big one hypershock ev- man this, this main event, this got to go to the judges, surely. Oh, surely. We're looking at the, the going the all the way, full time. This is, it's going to be a big match. <laughs> and then we're onto the wacky, wacky freeway. Or is it a freeway? Is it more like a five way? Yeah, there are five <laughs> bots in here. There are five you got bots. The four, you got the four horsemen, but only three of them can compete at one time to meet the weight limit. Mm hmm. And also 60% of them has to be immobilized. So in other words, two out of three have to be immobilized in order to 
beat them. Yeah. Then we've got Gamma 9 in there and Double Jeopardy. So time to see the cannon in action. It's They've given them as many moment. targets as they possibly could have. <laughs> this has been booked very specifically, hasn't it? Here's a sturdy bot that you can aim at. And if you miss, there's three other bots behind <laughs> it all over the place. That, that projectile has to hit something, damn it. There was no way they could get away with it not hitting anything. Can you imagine all of that hype leading up to the missing? <laughs> I'd be more worried if it just didn't work <laughs> or they couldn't use it. Actually, to be fair, that might have looked better on them because the, <laughs> at least then there would have been the mystery of well, what would have it have done if it hit. We see what happens when it yeah. hits. <laughs> so Double Jeopardy point blank shoots Gamma 9 in the face with the projectile. <laughs> it's not even a dent. <laughs> nothing happened. It bounces off. It bounced <laughs> off and rolled away. I'm pretty sure I could have caused more damage by throwing a rubber ball at it. Yeah. It might have been a little dent or something. I think if I penalty kicked Gamma 9, I'd probably <laughs> been able to do something to it. You at least damage yourself more than anything. <laughs> at least something would have happened. Yeah, Double Jeopardy, uh, nothing worked, and then they were promptly killed. Yeah, by everyone. Yeah. Gamma 9 kept them still, and the spinners of the horsemen... Just chopped away at it. Chopped away at it. These yeah. spinners, they're pretty strong. It's crazy, isn't it? They take out a wheel of Double Jeopardy, and Double Jeopardy just doesn't stand a chance after that. It's lost its one weapon. It's proven it's not really much of a push bot, to be fair. It yeah. doesn't seem to have that kind of strength behind it. Game over. I That's think it. they never expected to win, to be honest. It was a spectacle. It's a gimmick yeah. bot. They were, test- they were testing out a cannon. Yeah. They knew the cannon would get them into the show. They just wanted to see if they could do something cool with it. It turns out they can't. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the sad thing. It turns out it was awful. I'd like them to come back and give it another try. Yeah. With a redone cannon and pending health and safety regulations, if they can sharpen the slug a bit and give it, I don't know, like an armor-piercing round or something. Yeah, a smaller round, or but a more suited. Something that just like would just cause something. Flaming round. Yeah, at least I that's mean, is, are we out of the realms of possibility now? Or can nope. we actually have a flaming round, a flaming ballistic armor-piercing round shot out? I mean, considering this robot was essentially just a gun, <laughs> why not? <laughs> like, why not? But now the real fight starts. It's yeah. the three horsemen versus Gamma 9. This is actually quite a close call. Yes, yeah, it is. Not a it, it's not what you would have expected, though. You would have expected Gamma 9 to just casually just walk about swatting these bots away. But actually, the key factor here is that Buttercup is a really practical, good wedge. It's really effective at getting underneath Gamma 9. It's literally a doorstop. Yeah, Gamma 9 can't move when Buttercup are underneath, which just allows the spinners to wail on it. Now, they don't do crazy amounts of damage, but they do take chunks off Yeah. Um, before they both eventually kind of just It's, it's probably superficial, die. but it's scoring points. Exactly. It's damage. It's more damage than what you can see happening to the four horsemen. Yeah, exactly. The horsemen just kind of slowly die, main, maybe because they're fairly powerful spinners in quite a small shell. Yeah. They're just wearing themselves exactly. out pretty quickly. To Whereas, be fair. I mean, one of them does actually start to smoke. So I'm guessing yeah. they're just running the motor down. It was it was a suicide mission to begin with, I think. Yeah. Whereas Buttercup just kind of keeps going because obviously they've not got as many moving parts, I assume. No, it's the wheels that are going to yeah. move in that. It's just it. an awesome doorstop. So it ends with kind of a double knockout in the sense that Gamma 9's out. 
and both pestilence and famine are out yep. or is it war whichever war. two they went with are out the spinners and it's just little tiny doorstop wedge buttercup just circling around and just staying active whilst the clock runs out yeah um, but at that point technically speaking being 60 percent of the horsemen are dead technically they've been knocked out yeah as well as gamma nine so this is the one and only match that goes to the judges the judges it is a split decision oh and it's so tense it is very tense so we get one for gamma nine two for the horsemen horsemen pick themselves up a pretty nifty and uh impressive victory it really is you would not have predicted it it's definitely more impressive than their robot wars outing oh yeah Big time. I felt like they were putting that match to be targets for the uh, for Double Jeopardy, and they ended up stealing the match. Yeah, they stole the show. They were the most exciting part. Because, God, poor Double Jeopardy. Mm. A failed experiment. you got to start somewhere. But, God, it couldn't have been any clearer of a shot. Point blank. And it didn't do anything. So, directly into the front of it. So how fast did that projectile go? It's was uh, 150. 30 or something 100 and something miles per hour i've got it written down here 190 miles per 190 hour. mile per hour and that's pretty heavy because they actually have him um they have one of the presenters um hold it at the beginning of the episode didn't they it's a five pound it's, yeah slug it's not it's, a, it's not a light thing no that moving 100 knots a lot heavier than a bullet it's and- like uh, someone like really like chucking a paperweight straight at your head yeah. It, sh- um, it should have done something. <laughs> should have. I feel like I could have dropped that same slug on one of the bots and they'd be like, oh, there's a dent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, just, it should have been, if they'd hit, well, I reckon if they'd hit one of the four horsemen, they'd have killed it. It would have at least launched that four horsemen. It would have looked amazing. The, the slow motion HD replay would have looked phenomenal. But there was no chance of hitting such a small no, target. No, exactly. They might have even been too high off the ground to hit one of the four horsemen properly. I think if I was driving the horseman and I wasn't very competitive, part of me would have been just hovering in front of it, being like, nah, go, nah, on, nah, go, go on, go on. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, that's a shame. It's a shame, but it is a competition at the end of the day. It's a spectacle, but it's a competition. And Double Jeopardy was not a competitive bot. No. It was fun to see what would happen. It's just a shame. It was so underwhelming. At so least underwhelming. The four horsemen put on a show for the rest of the match else that could have been a very boring match well that leads on to the next one warhawk versus axe backwards yeah big hype for axe backwards super heavy spinner yeah let's see how this plays out so warhawk tanks the spinner i guess the barrel easily (laughs) it just kind of like eats the shot i don't know if it's even is it is it a shot? It just kind of like rubbed up against it, I guess. And It's such a huge surface area. It doesn't really matter how heavy it is. When you've got something that's, yeah, less heavy, but compact into that little disc, yep. that's where that force is going to come from. And when you've got a drum that heavy, the wheels are going to have to be able to support it. And the uh, the wheels buckle pretty quick. It takes one little shot from Warhawk. Yeah, it loosens very quickly. So Axe Backwards are already resorting to spinning on the spot as fast as they can with their axes out in a desperate attempt to survive. Warhawk is in the threat and just walks straight into it, gets a shot, wheel goes, 
flies off, axe flies off. <laughs> Apparently there was an axe. It was just, but it's like, it's not what you'd have thought. It's not like an axe that's been specifically designed for the bot. It looks like it came out of a DIY shop. It does. It looks like an axe for gardening. Yeah. It looks like you would be chopping down thick roots, uh, with this little axe. <laughs> just... It's not what I thought. I felt like someone from Team Warhawk had thrown it at them. Just thrown their tomahawk. Thrown a tomahawk at them. Nope, it was Ugh. axe backwards and it's axe. But unfortunately, was a bit backwards. Axe backwards is just a complete mess. Another completely one-sided spinner fight. Warhawk easily took it. There was no competition. There's no competition in that at all. Warhawk a- wins. Axe backwards. They got a shot off and it didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Look at how quickly... We have rinsed through those matches because yeah. 90% of them are spinner hits machine, machine explodes the end. So is this a symptom of the BattleBots, the way it works? I suppose in a sense it is. It just it shows what kind of machine is dominant here. Yeah. And there's such a lack of armoured flippers or armoured pushbots. Yeah, because, I mean, flippers, if you've got something that can survive a tumble and you've got a flipper, you've got a match that can go on for quite a while. I mean, look at what um Eruption did to Carbide. Just kept surviving the hits yeah. and flipping them and flipping yeah. them and flipping them. And eventually those spinners land on their spinner and that can cause massive damage to themselves. They internally hemorrhage, don't they? And then that's it, game over. But with BattleBots, I feel like... I don't know whether it's because the bots are so heavy or maybe because like, I don't know, maybe there is a meta set in place where it's, there's no endurance needed. It's just you get you, the first hit and if it's a knockout punch, you've won. If it's not, well, you're eating the next hit and you're out. It's an American mindset, isn't it? Everyone wants to have the tombstone or carbide style bot. They want to have that knockout blow yeah. beast. That's what they want. and maybe It makes a hell of a spectacle when you do have that. It's very impressive. But over in Robot Wars, we had Apollo and Eruption prove that that's not... It's not the only way. Yeah. It's not the only way. There are ways to really be a bit more interesting. I just... I miss the odd flipper. A proper flipper. Not a lifter. No. But the ones that can launch you... Sudden shock. 10, 15 feet into the air. flipper. You've made a massive mistake by ending up on that ramp. A, a nice gradual gradient wedge that just suddenly bursts up. That kind of design. Yeah. They're exciting to watch because of how far they can launch you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's missing from this episode. And actually a lot of these bots would have, uh, succumbed to a flipper. It would have at least made a closer fight. Yeah. I don't a think a lot of these could self write. And a lot of these landing upside down would have wrecked them because their weapons were on the roof. You look at the, a lot of these bots are being beaten by impacts to the side of the wall yeah so they're not used to that kind of trauma exactly so yeah next season let's have a proper flipper big ass there are a couple in battle bots of history they tend to do all right Mm. like it's it's just a bit of an ignored uh ignored class yeah yeah i was was thinking trying to think of the word word. i'm going with class Class, for different types of bot yeah yeah people Uh, love the spinners too much exactly but at least at least we've got this main event. Okay, it's the main event. The promo package is insane. The, we, we have the Hypershock team. They're dancing. They've been given some sort of glowing effect for each cast member. Yeah, as they they've walk had out. Lo- they've, they've done 
Oh. They, you know, they, they open up their shirts to reveal their like vaporwave early nineties mall kind of look. And I don't know. They're basically like they're characters from a Game Boy advert, <laughs> yes, you know, perfect. and they get so much to talk about and the, the visuals. And then on the other hand, you've got Bite Force that are just like, here's our robot. It's good. Yeah. We have a tactic. <laughs> it's, like, it's so cold and practical and in a competition whereas hypershock are so flamboyant in your face we're gonna do it we're gonna beat the hell out of stuff we're amazing look at all this color whoa bite force like yeah we're, we're going in with a bit of caution you know hypershock yeah. might be a bit dangerous let's see how it goes you can see the reality set in when they go out to the arena and they move the bot for the first time and you can see hypershock's uh like claws or forks forks at the front uh they drag against the ground and sparks come up and you can see one of the other members of the team go oh dear (laughs) (laughs) there's something wrong with our ground clearance kind of look it's like is is that is that normal is that how do we break this match down what happens how do we break it down (laughs) it's so it's so straightforward it's almost like they were booked in for surgery (laughs) (laughs) it's like bite force we'll see you now (laughs) they both get in position Big double impact, head-on collision. They knew what they were both going for. Um, turns out one's a lot more powerful than the other. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> let's say that. Big time. See, Biforced are launched back, but it doesn't really, they don't really take massive impact. That yeah. kind of takes it all for them. The, yeah. Whereas Hypershock, they're unable to move immediately. They're upside down. They don't seem to have a way to get back up. Biteforce goes in one blow that hits like four or five times yeah they sort of uppercut them through the air with some sort of rolling combo and they like pinata them almost it's like all of the insides just fall out it's horrible so the back plate armor that comes off and as that comes off everything inside just spills out with it this battery just sort of like is scattered with the wires still kind of half attached across the floor it's like something out of mortal Kombat. yeah that is a fatality if i've ever seen one it's so hard to explain but you know in like you know in indiana jones where there's that uh that bad guy and he's doing all of like the crazy sword swinging stuff and he's going like crazy <laughs> and exactly then indiana insane. jones just kind of like shoots him and moves on yeah it was like that it was like such a huge build-up and it was such a sudden execution <laughs> like you said reality hit so quickly <laughs> and the story behind that um behind that scene is they had loads of um prep going for it it was going to be a big sword fighting scene but harrison ford was ill so they had to oh, just go yeah with the that's shot. right he wasn't feeling it that day was he and, and that yeah. kind of how it's that that mirrors this that all the hype all the hype they were I- expecting a big match you know maybe with the same sort of ending but maybe a couple of minutes leading into it, not exactly. immediate execution. Um, I mean, Hypershock is a really fun gimmick bot and team. Do you know what I mean? Potential. They're, they're, they're yeah. not. It's not a terrible robot. No, no, it's not just by versus Bite Force. But I mean, that was exactly they were going in against such a competitive bot, a bot that was it wasn't designed for like you know all this bright, colourful, over the top. Bite Force was designed for car park fights. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's an actual, genuine, like, bare knuckle boxing kind of bot. And it was going against, uh, Hypershock was more of like an entertainment bot. It was an awesome bot. Like I say, it is a natural bot. It's a natural design. But I mean, Bite Force, 
annihilation. Hypershock didn't stand a chance. Nope. Really didn't. It was it was over. It was within, a misbooking, wasn't it? it yeah. was... I mean, it was over within nine seconds. That's when the first um, yeah. impact happened, and Hypershock were done then. The rest of it was just bite force yeah. asserting dominance. If Hypershock were in the horseman um match well they've done great probably yeah, th- that was they the match for that. it you know and it would have been entertaining as well but this was not entertaining this was something that was billed as entertaining and then was like very upsetting to watch <laughs> it was kind it was almost gross yeah like when you saw the guts spill out it yeah. felt it like that's kind what you were of watching. violent wasn't it, it yeah was, it was oh i rem- remember this is BattleBots. This is BattleBots. Yeah. By the way, welcome to robot competition. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not all pretty. And a rake wasn't getting, gonna get him through this one, no, I'm afraid. There was no point in having, though, where they could rake their bot up, I suppose, at the end of the fight. <laughs> yeah, so they could use it for that. What a weird episode. It was, wasn't it? We shot through those matches because every single match bar one was the same match. Yeah. I'd say the horseman. Um, Gamma 9, Double Jeopardy, Triple Threat, Five Way was the longest match. Yep, that was a full-on fight. Yeah. Every other match was a very quick one-sided KO. And it very is, it's, it's one-punch knockout kind of thing going on right now. It felt like I was watching a highlight reel of a BattleBots episode. Yeah, I mean, if you broke that down to just the matches, you got about, like... 13 or 14 minutes of actual combat i mean the main event was essentially 15 seconds yeah it really was that was it and in fact the first match was i think they worked out that it was like roughly nine seconds it's mad you think about that for a second and the replays were considerably longer than the matches yeah because they just showed the same shot over and over they again. they just to... showed the match but they slowed it down yeah so you can see it. what happened that was literally how it worked I mean, I still like the BattleBots format a lot. I feel like it does, it books itself as kind of a competition, you know, fight night and how they actually have the match card and stuff like that. But then at the same time, they are still over the top and flamboyant and funny. And they've got great balance going, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the only issue with this episode was every match was so mismatched. We ended up with the same match over and over again, adding a little bit of variation to the card for this episode would have ended up with a much more interesting yeah. episode. I mean, exposed wheel vertical spinners is like, uh, you know, it's like, that's it. That is this episode. You, you put one in an episode and then you watch it get mullered usually, but having a whole bunch in there kind of just gave you the exact same match. I mean, spectacle galore. There's pieces flying everywhere, mm. but nothing built up to it. Really? It was there just... was no long slog. There was no like, endless... who's going to win? Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't get behind any bot because you knew immediately who was winning yeah. by that first impact. Yeah. Within 15 seconds, you had a good idea, didn't you? Yeah. Or sometimes the match it was, it was already over in 15 seconds. Yeah. Fun though. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you give that out of five? Or what we, have we got a rating system for BattleBots? Are we just, uh, just Philippers? We're still calling them the, I don't know if we're still calling them Philippers, but we're. <laughs> I don't know, but we've, we've, it's a, it's a five star rating system. What, what do we <laughs> give it? it? Is. Um, I'm going to give this one, uh, two ineffective projectiles out of five. Yep. I yeah. think that's pretty spot on. There's nothing wrong with it, but God, it's the same match over and over again. Yeah. It's more funny than anything. Watching all the hype lead up to nothing. Yeah. Every single thing that was hyped in this episode 
was underwhelming. The what? main event, maybe not underwhelming, but not what it was hyped to be. It was misbooked unless the sole purpose of it was to build up the obvious winner as a monster. And then the canon. <laughs> and then there was the canon as well. Yeah. Which, to be fair, if we were booking an episode... And we knew that they had a canon. <laughs> and we knew, and we saw the numbers behind that canon, we'd be like, we've got to hype the canon. Yeah. That's going to at least do something impressive, even if they don't win. What I would have done is I would have found the biggest boxishest robot on the roster, and I probably would have put that in. Because Gamma 9 was a big target, but... Was that the biggest target they could find? Yeah, it was also a very solid target, wasn't it? turned it? out it was... Either Gamma 9 is made of pure concrete. <laughs> or that projectile maybe maybe malfunctioned. We don't even know. You know it didn't really come out the it, force it, it should have. No, maybe it it, I mean, it was, a, it was a front like shot from a very short distance, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe it actually didn't come out at the speed they predicted. Maybe something misfired or... It just kind of rolled out of the uh, cannon slowly and then went away on the floor into the corner. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, the hype was bigger than the the event, really, in this case. Yeah. But that's another episode of BattleBots Down. BattleBots Down, yeah. Starting to see some interesting bots. Um, We can start, like, speculating a little more on what will happen in the end. Obviously, Bite Force have proving proving themselves a lot. Exactly. And we're getting some... Potential Hall of Fame entries uh, starting to appear and uh, memorable moments and things like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Worthy mentions. Yeah. And I suppose it was nice to see a British team um, roll in and... Actually do something good. Yeah, do some damage. Exactly. And do it in a typical British way. Really unorthodox style, but... Uh, unorthodox. They, did they didn't expect to do it. They probably didn't, didn't expect, expect to win to at win. all. Exactly. And they're like, oh, okay. They just gave it their best shot and it turns out that was enough. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Okay, I need to remember all of our outro stuff now. Oh, God, yeah. So you can uh, find us on Twitter at Podcast Activate because someone else already has at Activate Podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all. You can email us, activatepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and you can search for Activate Podcast and we probably will turn up uh did we have any more that seems like it that's social media sorted. that's yeah. social media sorted we don't have an instagram we don't have an instagram should we have an instagram i don't know should we What's i might make an instagram like? in yeah. the future let's go for this we'll yeah. try it we'll think about instagram we can upload lots of pictures of pretty bots yeah um and where can you find us oh we're on itunes and soundcloud and Spotify. And Spotify. And Spotify surprisingly good for us. Yeah. And I can't figure out why, because I've never listened to a podcast on Spotify. Neither have I. But if you do listen to your podcasts on Spotify, good for you, because it seems to be the way forward. Yeah, we've got, yeah, it's, it's really good. Works yeah. out. Excellent. And obviously give us a five star rating wherever you see us, because, uh, that really helps as well. It really does help. Especially on iTunes. Just jump onto iTunes. It takes two seconds. Five star rating. Well done, lads, in the comments box perfect yep beautiful that's all we need okay and we'll see you next time where we might do robot wars we might do battle bots we have no idea yeah Yeah, we're not making any promises (laughs) no promises it depends what we decide to watch at the time (laughs) ding ding ding